0: After twenty-four hours of restless, fevered sleep, filled with nightmares about the murder, he is awakened by his landlady's maid, who hands him a summons for a police investigation. Raskolnikov is shocked. Had someone seen him after all? Is he already a suspect? Sick and exhausted, he gets out of bed collects all the pawned items and the small amount of cash that he had stolen from the old woman's apartment, and makes his way to a desolate part of the city. There, in an abandoned wall, he finds a niche where he hides all the loot, then covers the niche with a big rock. From there, his legs wobbling, he arrives fearfully at the police station, prepared for an incriminating investigation of the murder he committed the day before. But to his amazement, it turns out that he has been summoned to the police only because of a complaint filed by his landlady for his failure to pay the last few months' rent for his miserable apartment. As he tries to defend himself, he overhears someone in the next room talking about the gruesome murder committed yesterday in the moneylender's apartment and the arrest of two youths who reported the crime to the porter. Overcome by anxiety and emotion, Raskolnikov faints. This arouses the suspicion of a perceptive police officer who decides to find out whether Raskolnikov has any knowledge of the murder. Raskolnikov says he knows nothing and that for the last few days he has not left his apartment. The officers give him a glass of water and tell him to pay his landlady the rent and send him on his way. Now the murderer feels relieved. Not only did the visit with the police end well, and for the time being he is not under suspicion, but other people are suspected of the crime. And yet, even though Raskolnikov's immediate fear of the police is gone, the crime itself continues to eat away at the soul of the criminal, he suffers greatly. Raskolnikov will therefore try to lighten his burden, by telling someone about the crime, someone who is ready to understand the reasons for this crime, to share his suffering and perhaps offer him some comfort and even justify what he did. But who wouldn't report him to the police? From now on Raskolnikov will be torn between two conflicting urges, the impulse to conceal the crime and the compulsion to confess. But who will be the kind soul who can understand and guide him, help him decide what to do? Where will he find such a person? He will soon find her in Sonya, a gentle and good-hearted young woman, a pure soul, the daughter of that drunken official Marmeladov. At this very moment, as Raskolnikov leaves the police station, he finds Marmeladov lying on the street mortally wounded, under the wheels of a carriage. Once again this young man, who only a few days before had committed such a horrible crime, reveals his qualities of generosity and compassion. For here in the street he is the first person to rush to the aid of the injured man. He helps bring Marmaladov home, and with great devotion helps the man's sick wife and hungry children deal with the grave injury to the father of the family, who is dying before their eyes. Sonya, the eldest daughter, now enters the house. When Raskolnikov sees the delicate young woman, her eyes sparkling with innocence and honesty and intelligence, he feels, without yet knowing why, that she could be the human being he can trust, the right person to hear the confession of the terrible crime he committed. But he doesn't yet know whether Sonya would agree to the relationship he wants to begin with her. The compulsion to confess to the crime burns inside Raskolnikov. In a sudden, bold decision, almost like a man deciding to commit suicide, he makes up his mind to go the next day to the old woman's apartment, the scene of the crime, to see what has happened there since the murder. He arrives at the same street and building at exactly the same evening hour as he committed his crime three days before. He enters the building slowly.